Welcome to Span Reads, not your typical rereads podcast, a 17th shard series where we reread the Cosmere and our giant nerds about it. Today, we will be talking about magic and Cosmere connections in Mistborn Secret History. Joining me is Mish. Hi, also first Rainbow Rose. Bessie. Hello, I'm Lady Lameness. Rosemary. I'm K-Myth. Katie. Hello, I'm Aonine. And I'm Weary Rider. And also, my name is Ian, which I don't think I did in the first episode. You didn't. Hosting is wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) This episode will have spoilers for the entire Cosmere, which the most recent release is Rhythm of War as of recording. So if stuff happens in Lost Metal, we don't know about it. Usually for the Cosmere, the magic episode, it comes to me. But I'm going to throw it out to all of you <laughs> to summarize the magic in this story. I'm just going to sit back and watch. There was magic. There was lots. And it was awesome. There you go. There's your summary. Connection. There was a lot of connections. Yeah, a lot of connections, shenanigans. Yeah. And somehow the Irie had some sort of orb of power that would connect them to, I don't know if it was keyed to preservation specifically or would just connect you to whatever you wanted, but... There it was. I feel like it was keyed specifically to preservation. Mm-hmm. Probably. Like, it seems way, way too overpowered to have an orb like that that could just connect you to any shard. Like, I feel like you have to do a little bit more work to get what you want. So mm-hmm. I think it needs to be keyed specifically to preservation. Went One around thing. the Cosmere gathering up every little bit of preservation uh, investiture that they could find and they stuck it into a ball. We talked a little bit about this in the last episode where this was the first time in text stuff happened that we knew about from wobs like we knew kelsey was around and we had the term cognitive shadow from word of brandon this is the first time it shows up in text this is also the first time we got autonomy name dropped in text because it we had only gotten that in wob a few months before the release of this book at the Shadows of Self release party. I don't remember that at all. I didn't know. I'm pretty that. sure Autonomy got dropped, name dropped. Let me just double check that. I didn't know this was its first in book appearance. You want me to remember things from a release party? I thought Cognitive Shadows had been discussed at least a little bit in Stormlight prior to this because the Stormfather mm-hmm. is one. No, like not not as a term that existed. Mm-hmm. Like I believe it was like Brandon like used the term like mm-hmm. in Wob to this kind of describe what was going on. But Cognitive Shadow as a term does not appear in Stormlight until Oathbringer, I think. Okay. I'd say it's all blurred together for me. I didn't even start Stormlight until Oathbringer was about out anyway. So I may have read all of Stormlight after this. I had a huge theory that the Stormfather was actually Tanavas' cognitive shadow, which is sort of true, but in a way I'm very unhappy with. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> cognitive shadow merged. Yeah, what does that even mean? Like, well, it's like when, it's you, a topic when you take a soul topic. and you take some investiture and you smoosh them together like Play-Doh. So now that we have full, full Cosmere spoilers, I can talk about one, just one singular line uh, in a conversation. Uh, I believe it was the card tricks conversation. Ruin and Kelsier, they were talking. And Kelsier was like, or were you ever the type of man before you were a god to play card tricks? And Addie has this line where he says, no, I was too nice of a man to play card tricks or something like that. I didn't write down the exact quote, (laughs) 
but it's it's just very nice to kind of see i don't know how to describe this it was interesting to see him say that when i hadn't really remembered that 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 tiny hint of character was there and i probably only would have noticed it as him remembering who he actually was like because we have that stormlight epigraph of him being a void being addy was a kind and generous man that's really the only reason that i noticed it at all and i don't think it would have stood out to me otherwise but it's it's interesting to think that just the implications of that, I guess. It makes me really look forward to Dragonsteel and mm-hmm. potentially seeing who these people were before they picked up their shards. Yeah. The, the descriptions of Ati in this book were very interesting. Like, because Kelsier almost always describes like Ati like as a puppet for Ruin. It's like the like the, the spider's legs like under the skin, mm-hmm. like creepy description but beautiful like oh very atmospheric i was actually like reading this after reading rhythm of war and reading sazed's letter to hoyd in that book because that's sazed by the way if you haven't read seen our like rhythm of war like epigraph where he talks about race it's like oh like at this point like He's probably more force than man. The problem is really the shard. That perspective makes so much sense after seeing Ruin and Ati's dynamic here. Because like that's very much what's happening with Ruin. It's like Ati like is not in control. Like he's riding the wave. Like Ruin, like the shard itself is what's the driving force here. Which it's tells a- you a lot about how the difference between how different people inter interface with their shards whether they are fighting the intent or whether they embrace the intent because that's the big difference between ruin and odium is at was such a good man that he fought it as long as he could whereas Raze was just like nah i'm cool with this let's go he was just very accepting of it and the more you embrace the intent of your shard the more con- direct control you have over it because you're not fighting that intent and it's not trying to subsume you it's a little bit like where when you're running down a hill like you have to keep running if you falter like you're gonna trip and fall Ati tripped and fell a long time ago mm-hmm. and he's just rolling down like with the momentum race was running down which is why like Sazed's like advice to like I don't think was good advice when dealing with odium like it was not the same scenario happening but it makes sense in character that and i didn't don't think i could have put that together without rereading secret history like right now basically yeah that's one of those cases where hoyt knows a lot more about the context mm-hmm. than than Cezad does because Cezad just knows two shards and their prior vessels and that's it Cezad does have first-hand experience that hoyt doesn't though mm-hmm. and i wouldn't discount that mm-hmm. either oh Chris and Naz, huh? Yes. Like, they're, they're beautiful. This was also, like, the second appearance of Chris ever. Because, like, yep. she has a brief cameo in Bands of Morning. Then we got this. And then White Sand Graphic Novel came out. I didn't realize that White Sand came out after this. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that it came out after because... Yeah, it did. Something that I really like about, like, Naz and Chris's... Um, appearance in this is that it gives us a hint to the technologically advancement of Taldane. 
mm-hmm. in the fact that they've got guns and Kelsey is like, what's this little like cylinder thing that she's holding and pointing at me? And 300 years, you're about to find out. Yeah. And it's like seeing like her like doing her thing. And it's like, and it, it's so good because like we'd had the like the prose version of White Sand, but like that was still like very under wraps. Like we didn't allow like open conversation of that on the forums at all. So like this was the first time where like Chris was really able to be discussed and like we were getting a feel of like what her character is and, and what like she ends up being. We'd had some of Naz's sass Stormlight maps. Yes, mm-hmm. in the maps and stuff. So seeing Naz and seeing him being sassy to Kelsier was mm-hmm. So much fun. Naz is scientifically incapable of not being sassy to everyone around him. It's just not biologically compatible for him to hold back the sass. And I like that there was a kindness to Naz as well that Mm -hmm. we hadn't seen up till this point because like he goes back and gives Kelsier the knife, even though Kelsier is a cognitive shadow and doesn't really need a weapon to defend himself he he still does that with a knife that seems to hold significance to him but like naz's reaction to kelsier's existence it's like this isn't how it works that this isn't how any of this works like you need (laughs) rites and rituals to become a a shadow we don't know what those rites and rituals are because does it appear to need any of that on threnody because He's also a Threnodite. He's very experienced with shades and cognitive shadows. I this mean, that's basically where... what connecting him to the well was, though. Because those rites and rituals probably give them enough of a connection to stick around. And it's functionally I mean, we the same thing. Because yeah. like, on Threnody, all it takes is death. Oh, but, but the shades aren't... And shades are a type of cognitive shadow, but they're definitely not the type that they're they're not as self-aware as Kelsier is there's something as opposed to being connected they're being blocked from moving on or there's something that's blocking the their ability to move on it's almost like the difference between a um like a sapient and a sentient spren whereas Mm -hmm. like one can exist but it's more animal like whereas still in that are Mm -hmm. people in their own right there's something I, I would call them something similar to the difference between a mist wraith and a chondra mm-hmm. is that there is some sort of cognitive block in there that keeps them from being fully aware. So now the question becomes, can you make take a shade and make them a shadow and fix that block? It's I, I would say it's possible if you know what you're doing. Back to Chris. This is a point where it's been five years, so I don't quite remember, but I don't know if we knew as of release of this book that Chris is the one that wrote the Ars Arcanum. I think that we think found we did. out just before. I think we got a word okay. of Brandon that yeah. Chris was the writer. Because that was a huge mystery for years. Like We knew the Ars Arcana were in-world documents, but we and that they were all written by the same person. We just didn't know who, which is another reason why like Chris getting on screen was so exciting at the time. It's like, hey... It's her, the Cosmere smart lady. (laughs) I also need to mention the Irie as the person on staff that likes Elantris. I like Elantris. (laughs) Okay, the two of us that like Elantris. (laughs) I think I'm contractually obligated to like it. 
I I enjoyed Elantris. I've only read it once, but I'm I'm it's, I'm willing to reread it for span reads. No, but the yeah. Irians going back to Elantris and seeing Elantrians, and it was mm-hmm. it's fun to see Elantrians at the height of their power and kind of see them being that stuck up yo. Know, because you hear about as you read through Elantris, you're reading the fallen Elantrians who are forced mm-hmm. to be humble people. Everybody's saying that they were so stuck up and they were so full of themselves. And you're like, no, I can't see this. So it's kind of interesting to be forced to see them as full of themselves. And we get to start seeing like some aspects of they're doing something with investiture and like seeing the giant pipe that's going from presumably sell to give them the investiture to like not only continue saying maybe not saying as a Lantrians, but like having their powers or something they they do something mm-hmm. but like whatever else they're doing in that fortress and like i like how brandon handled it like that reveal because like it doesn't make sense to go like in character like oh there are Lantrians. like kelsier doesn't know what that means like so it's like we get the like the e-y-r-e-e like phonetic spelling of irie the moment when i realized like oh no that's that's not irie that's irie the aeon it's like these are Lantrians. i was so excited in that moment and it's also like the moment where it's like we see aeon irie like stylized in the form of the steel alphabet there's flashes of like aeons it's like hey like i know what that is like because i read this other book and like the book doesn't hold your hands like it doesn't tell you more than you need to know for this book more than like kelsier has the ability to figure out the beauty of easter eggs i loved kelsier climbing the wall to the fortress and he's getting the flashes of cell and like that connection mm-hmm. to Cell and how he goes from finding it really strange and like even though he recognizes that this is the type of world that like he has wanted for Mare since she died, he still finds mm-hmm. it strange to accepting it. But I just I always forget that he has those flashes with the connection and like I really, mm-hmm. really like them. Do we know how any of that worked? How Kelsier was just getting that connection? And being connected to the fortress or something. He was, he was stuffing his hands inside the investiture. No, no, I get, but yeah. No, I mean I know how he climbed it, but I mean how the Why? connection was working. That he like understood. Um, he like started I, understanding their language and all of these things and Aeonic. So like holding objects like does give you an impression of like that object in the physical realm. And I think here, like, because it was being, the whole, like, fortress is being infused with investiture from the pipeline. I think it was just, like, kind of a side effect of, like, touching that investiture was naturally forming a connection. And he was getting a a bleed-through effect. Do we think that it would be the same or, like, better or worse if he was, like, a fully human human instead of a cognitive shadow? Do we think that cognitive shadow has changed how he influenced with the, um interfaced with the connection i would say yes like i i think being entirely suffused of investiture he's gonna be more susceptible to be that sort of thing mm-hmm. whereas like a living like human like there's protections in place like mm. you you can't really like they're not as vulnerable in that way yeah i agree i think that being a cognitive shadow I don't think that 
he would have been able to accept the bleed in mm -hmm. if he hadn't been. I mean, he had very mixed feelings about it, too. It, it, he was even just torn on how weird it felt for that to look normal. Like, the, he, he was aware that there was a part of his mind that was starting to try and accept that as how things should look, and it bothered him. There's a description of, like, his clothes are, like, a part of him. Like, they're not separate. Like, this is his soul. Like, his soul has clothes that are part of the soul. He doesn't just show up naked. Though, like, he also kind of is naked, because all of that's just him. He's like the honest friend, because they're like that as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like th that's kind of like the, th the thing that tweaked in my head is like, oh, yeah, ha having not read this since before Oathbringer came out and then like seeing like more cognitive realm in that book is like, oh, hey, yeah, like there are fundamental rules to the Cosmere. Who'd have thunk? Going off of that, like one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the cognitive realm itself and like the differences mm -hmm. between Rashar and... Um, Subastral yeah. and the Skadrian Subastral. And something that I find really, really cool with the Skadrian one is that everything is made of mist, but the mm -hmm. actual physical objects fully get made in the Subastral, mm -hmm. whereas on Roshar, they're all just beads, right? And the mm -hmm. only things that are fully made there are things that exist within the cognitive realm. But we've learned so much more about the Rosharan cognitive realm now that we can kind of apply it in a similar way to the other ones because we can assume that they work as you said fundamentally in the same way i can imagine like because i came in at the time of oathbringer so i got all the shades Mask stuff then but i can imagine before that only having the bits and pieces from the first couple of stormlight books to mm -hmm. try and like piece together how this alien-like realm worked would have been like really difficult yep yeah <laughs> yeah and like the different dynamic of what like land is sea and sea is land we see like on uh, roshar is like the sea of beads very distinctive mm. whereas like on schedule it is a sea of mist it's like a normal like human person like can't walk on the ground there hoy needs like um a a raft of a he needs a boat. I'm pretty sure it's a cognitive shadow, like, and just rows around on that. It's interesting that it's all made of mist. Like, mist is mm -hmm. so integral to Skadriel, but, like, the actual mm -hmm. mists are preservation, right? They're only one half of the actual shard that is mm -hmm. on the planet, even though we see ruins black mist and then it never comes up again. <laughs> but mist is just so integral to the planet that like that makes up the cognitive realm as well. And mm. that is really cool. Yeah, I think that gets into like perspective in the Cosmere and like thought in the Cosmere. Like because like I'm sure like for like Cosmere aware people it's like like Skadriel, oh that's the planet with all the mist. Like, it's, like, so, like, tied up into, like, Skadriel's identity at this point that, like, it makes so much sense that that gets expressed in its cognitive sub-astral. That's what people are always thinking about. I mean, mm -hmm. even us, when we think about Mistborn, we think about the mist. mist. I mean, yeah. the mist and the ash, depending on which era you're talking about. It's mm -hmm. interesting that the ash doesn't come through into the Skadrian mm -hmm world 
because you know it's just as integral to the ska if not more so because the the they avoid the mists because the mists have scary things but the ash would be almost more part of what they would imagine the world being because Mm -hmm. they interact with it day to day and it makes up a major part of their life so i wonder if yes the fact that the mists are invested is the reason why they show up versus the ash but also like the mists have been around longer because like the ash only started after like the lord ruler's ascension like the mist has always been part of the world true we don't really know how long skadrian history took place before it's been very unclear like how many people took up the power at the Well of Ascension before Rorschach? Brandon hasn't answered that question. I want an answer to that question, please. The other Cognitive Realm Shades Mari question that I think is really interesting that this is probably more a like post Catacendra thing going forward into mm-hmm. the future. But if I'm remembering correctly, there is a web that says that there are spren that have reached Skadriel. And mm. Roshar has a thriving spren community that lives in the cognitive realm just like humans live in the physical realm and it makes me wonder like how much the skadrian subastral has changed over time to accommodate people living in it um probably mm. in the space that is between the north and the south presumably one other like thing is like hoyt has the line about like um Kelsier's destruction of the pits like disrupted an entire mercantile Ecosystem. enterprise like yeah yeah like the, the the pits were ruins um perpendicularity and were the safer one because like even though it's it's of ruin ruins ruin actually trapped in the there. other <laughs> one like, we never really got to see like the the cognitive side of the pits um pits of hathson like i would have liked to see that mm. Because, like, there were people around in the cognitive realm of Scadrial, but, like, we don't, we see Chris and Naz, but we don't really see any others. Probably because by the point Kelsier can walk around, it's like, most are probably, like, the entrance got destroyed. It's like, bad stuff is happening on this planet. We're going to leave. It's time to say bye-bye and go somewhere better. So until there isn't a voracious force of ruin hanging out in the sky of the cognitive realm. They also might have been in other points of the world as well, because a lot of that area would have been like the Misty Sea and wouldn't have yeah, been somewhere yeah. habitable for um, mm-hmm. people to actually be. I want to see the cognitive realm again now. I, w- I want to see like mm-hmm. Era 2 cognitive realm. yeah. It's like Nalthus. It's like, I want to see Nalthus's cognitive realm. What is it like? I want to see all of the Cosmere. Just just give it all to us, Brandon. Just, Brandon, just, please. All of it at once. Scadrial, like, it makes sense. Like, yeah, everything's made of mist. The other planets are like, I, how? What's the distinctive thing on this world that Brandon's going to use for the cognitive realm that's not lame? Well, and the cognitive realm, I've always pictured it as not being as colorful for some reason. I've always pictured it being kind of muted. So, like, Nalthus's cognitive, Nalthus's logical thing would be color. So, is mm-hmm. it just that all the colors are muted, or is it that colors are super bright? Or that'd be so cool. 
You go to the. You cognitive cannot realm. go into the cognitive realm on Nelphus without a really good pair of sunglasses. <laughs> that would it's be really so painful. awesome. Everything goes neon. <laughs> I'm just imagining everyone in that cognitive realm wearing sunglasses, just walking around with. <laughs> That, that actually reminds me, Mish, there is a scene in Earthbringer when they're going to Thalen City and they're walking across the Longbrow Strait and it is covered in this colourful forest. And I've always wanted to see art of it because like, in my brain, the cognitive realm is also like not super colourful, but then like there's scenes like that that I'm like, wow, no, there's... There is a lot of color here. Yeah, it's just it, very different in its setup, like with the way that the trees are formed and things like that. But it, like, there was some really colorful plants that were described. So I've always wanted to see art of that. Well, I, I think it's a natural consequence of like the sky is always described as black. It's like mm. when you find ground, like it's black. It's like crystalline black. Yep, the beads are black from memory as well mm -hmm. black 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 lots of black or yeah. if we're in Sh Skadriel it's grey because it's the mists and the mists are grey <laughs> or white or that definitely makes sense that would make like the colors of plant life stand out even more mm. Yeah, and there was plant life mm -hmm. like on the um, obsidian ground which like tracks with what's in um, Rishar as well and where we find plant life there. Um, and actually one of the weird things like I saw on here is that in Scadrial, like any water grows plants, like even like yeah. cups. Yes. Yeah. Which is weird. Like that's cool. So interesting. But also like there are, um, he also mentions like stranger plants in deserted deserted areas far from people but still on like land in the um physical hmm. so it's like growing out of the mist itself cognitive realm botany i'm like we need an expert in the cosmere like to just like spout lore at us because like almost we don't like, know how this works like, it's almost like the cognitive know. realm is remembering what scadrill used to be like before the ash falls uh, i don't think that's it because it's like it's not like made of mist like it's like mm -hmm. they're described in like the same like as other cognitive realm plants are they described as crystalline i think <sighs> I there are some know. structures that are described like that but i we don't know if those are plants or not i think okay. or there yeah, it's at, like, at some point there is one that the, the ones like all the Scadrian plants are described similarly, whether or not like they're on like the the Shadesmar cognitive realm land or like in the mists. I don't know if they're described similarly to like Rosharan hmm. cognitive realm plants. That's just one of the things that I would have assumed would be the same in different places, mm -hmm. that the plants would be formed out of the same substances but yeah it just occurred to me that i don't remember them being described as crystalline and mm -hmm. like that's the type of thing that kelsia would comment on if you saw yeah. a plant made of crystals you're not gonna leave out the fact that it's made of crystals mm -hmm. but like that in turn makes sense that like the the plants would be different because like the plants on scadriel and roshar are different like that is true i also really I do want to call out the scene where like preservations like 
strings are just covering Fadrek City. Because, mm. mm. like, earlier, like, in the book, like, um, Kelsier describes Fuzz as unraveling. Mm-hmm. Like, fuzzing away. It's like, oh, yeah, like, he's unraveling, like, into, like, this, like, network of connection and investiture. And, like, this is what, like, you stretch out like a human body and you get a blanket, apparently. <laughs> Cuddly preservation blanket. Mm-hmm. There's, there's also a scene somewhere in here, and this might be just one of those things where we mention it, and it's like, cool, we have no idea what this is, but mm-hmm. Kelsier finds the Drifter again. He finds Hoyd mm-hmm. when Vin was going to talk to him, and he was the reason he, that Vin left. Mm-hmm. But when he finds him, he touches Hoyd's soul, and gets this like shock of pain and like and and like numbness and backs off. And that's interesting to me. That's weird soul stuff is going on with Hoyd, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it could be a, an artifact of soul of uh, Hoyd having once held a Don Shard. There's there's mm-hmm. still a lot of lingering investiture nonsense there. It's like yeah. sticking your finger in a light socket. Mm-hmm. It may not also, may not be have the lights on, but it's still gonna zap you. I could also seeing that like as an active like Hoyd has protections on himself because like he knows a lot. Like he's like I don't want like random people in the car around messing with my with me. Like like no like there's personal force field. Thank you. Like yeah, no touchy, no touch my soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which makes what Odium does even more interesting if he is supposed mm-hmm. to have protections in place like that that zaps cognitive shadows, you know. Mm-hmm. The fact that Odium is uh, able to mess with it and mess with him and uh mess with his memories like that or mm-hmm. not technically causing harm. There. Not technically what? Causing harm. True. Very like, true. That, like that's why he was able to do that. Like it's like, I'm not technically hurting you, so I can do this, which is terrifying. Oh, that's so insidious. Speaking of insidious, I want to talk about that final, like, spook in Kelsier scene. Because <laughs> it oh. felt a lot like making a deal with the devil. I'm like, hmm, this, I don't like this. I'm pretty sure spook felt the same way mm-hmm. of just, he's like, hey, it's my friend. What am do I, I- do I really want to do this? All right, let's see what happens. Ah, Kelsier! But, like, the whole, like, scene, I was like, Kelsier, like, mmm, like, hey, I'm going to help you live forever. The, all, the only cost is you helping me, like, get a new body so I can return. <laughs> to, like, that, that sounds like D&D, like, making a deal, like, selling your soul, like, we're gonna build a door so like you can just like go to the prime material plane whenever you want like sure that's a great idea and assuming that spook did eventually die like clearly something something went on that like he either didn't get the immortality or he stopped helping kelsier that's assuming mm-hmm. he died, which I assume he did because he stepped down from ruling at the very least. Or he just got, or he's just like, yeah, these people need to learn how to rule themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 
over here now and <laughs> he did a george washington else. has anybody asked brandon if spook died i think it's been raffered it, yeah it's been because like there is also a theory that like kelsier's body is spook's body we don't know what's going on with any of this yeah but also like apparently spook was king because he's like referred to as your majesty and like breeze is telling him but like the basin does not have kings anymore. Well, and he's secret history too, please. Too as the Lord Mistborn, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not it. Like even in their histories, he's the Lord Mistborn, not the first king. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me wonder if he was slowly trying to implement Ellen's democracy ideas over the course of his rule, so that he could slowly see little bits of power away kind of like how england developed from a monarchy into a constitutional monarchy with a parliament where the where the monarch doesn't really do much that isn't ceremonial so you know it's it's just sort of a let's it it is going to take people some time to learn how to govern themselves and you know so, so he he took that leadership role for a while, and then just st- mm-hmm. slowly started bleeding off power and having a lot of kids, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. He, he was he was having a good time on the side. <laughs> I mean, got to rebuild the world. Not much else to do in the downtime. <laughs> I found it interesting that when Roshik died, rather than kind of respawning in the cognitive realm in the place where he died like everyone else i guess it was his connection to the well he he turns up right there when he dies yeah and i don't think he died very far away i think well no wherever it was was like directly above anyway so it wasn't that far from for him to pop yeah i don't i don't think it was far away but Mm -hmm. i did get the impression that he popped up right there specifically at the well Mm -hmm. i don't remember getting that impression i feel like he walked in mm. i don't i think he came through the ceiling know. like i think oh. he floated down why would he walk why would down he like he doesn't like kelsier or or preservation he doesn't care about them he specifically mm. is like ha i don't like you guys and i'm not gonna stick around to talk to you it's like why would he go down no it's true mm. i think that he does end up popping into existence at the well. Okay, so uh, Fuzz looked up abruptly. He winced, turning his eyes towards the ceiling as if it were going to collapse on them. He opened his mouth, jaw working, but made no sound. What, he finally said, what have you done? Kelsier stood up. What have you done? Fuzz screamed. Kelsier smiled. Hope, he said softly. I have hopes. He was perfect. Fuzz said he was the only one of you that he spun suddenly gazing down the shadowy shadowy room beyond Kelsier's prison. Someone stood at the other end, a tall commanding figure, not made of light, familiar clothing of both white and black contrasting with itself. Uh, Kelsier strode up to the room of stone around the pool and waited as the Lord Ruler strode towards the light of the well. He stopped in place when he noticed Kelsier. So... He does walk towards the pool. Yeah. Cool. He walks towards it, but he kind of just appears there. Like, I don't know. It does say there's there's shadows. So he might have walked in, but I also can't think of why he 
would, why he would bother. Yeah. Like, I could see him, like, wanting to make a pilgrimage to the well one last time. Like, that seems, like, vaguely, like, just, I don't know. Or, like, he might have gone there to, like, yell at Ruin a bit before moving on. And then, like, (laughs) Kelsey was there and was like, I'm not going to show an undignified version of myself. I'm just going to disappear. Maybe he was trying to preserve himself, just like mm-hmm. Kelsier does, and mm-hmm. finding out the Kelsier's there, he's like, nope, not worth oh, it, never mind. No, not sticking around with this asshole. Oh, probably gonna have to bleep that. Uh- <laughs> sticking around with an impotent mouse and a half-blooded rat, as he says. Yeah. Yeah, because like, even after like seeing Kelsier, like he does go up and like stick his hand into the light. But like he has no intention of saying so. It's like something about that I think was important to Rashek for Maybe. personal reasons. Something that I completely forgot about until this book is that when the Kolos are killed, it's a human that appears in the cognitive realm, and they presumably appear without hemologic spikes, which makes me wonder what would happen. If you killed a Chandra or you killed an Inquisitor and they turned up in the cognitive realm, would they also turn up in a form without spikes? Like, would the Chandra turn up as a Mithraith in the cognitive realm? I think the Inquisitor would probably show up as their human form. Yeah. But Chandra tricky. We don't know. I, if they do show up as human, I'm sure they'd be shocked, as shocked as everyone else. Well, I don't think they'd show up as human. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they would like show up in Chandra form. They just don't need spikes anymore. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. like it doesn't make f- sense for them like to become mysteries. In fact, that that's just kind of sucky to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Because it's like it is like this isn't like Kelsier's actual body. Like it's a form of investiture that's taking the form of his body. Based off his yeah. of his self perception, so it's like, mm, the conscious self perception is going to like define what they look like. That's mm. a good point. Yeah, where's the because the for the chondra, the spikes are fixing a cognitive block, whereas for the coloss, the spikes are interfering with their 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 cognition, know. and so they revert to their best cognitive form essentially. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see an Inquisitor or somebody with hemology, like, in the... Because I'm thinking specifically of an Inquisitor who has been spiked multiple times, Mm. seeing their cognitive shadow. Are they going to have holes where the other spirits used to be? Are there going to be... Can you actually see the spirits that have been Um, stapled to their... I don't think so and it's like their whole spirit is there mm-hmm. yeah i don't think they're gonna have holes and it's like to be honest like i could also like see like inquisitors showing up as inquisitors like with like like they they won't be like real metal spikes but like they'll it would be part of their cognitive form because they are mm. if they perceive themselves aware of themselves mm. that's like, true I, time enough for like those spikes to become part of their self-perception that's true it does make me wonder if different people might have a difference like some for some of them they would perceive themselves as inquisitors and some of them 
would mm-hmm. just go back to not being that or to not having the spikes, even the fake spikes. Mm-hmm. Might depend on how long they were an Inquisitor and how willing they were in the conversion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a matter of identity at that point. Mm-hmm. So era two Kolos have been changed where they are more cognitively aware. So if a Kolos dies in era two, are, d- does their cognitive shadow show up as their Kolos self or do they revert back to human? Well, because... Mm-hmm. Coloss don't need to be spiked to become Coloss. No, they do. To be Coloss, no, they, they do. do. Yes. Ah. When Coloss have children, those are Coloss-blooded humans. Um, you still have to have the spikes in order to become a full Coloss. But they are much more intelligent and have more cognitive control of themselves in Era 2. They are a functioning society rather than just kill everything in sight. So... They, they're, they're much more sapient than they were. So that brings the question of when an Era 2 Coloss dies, does their cognitive shadow show up as Colossal Human? Or is it somewhere in between? Does it vary depending on how old they were when they died? I, I pres- presume like it's the same like with potentially um, Inquisitors, where like it's a matter of self-perception. It's like... Mm-hmm. What do they view as themselves? Interesting questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to point out is that in this book, we see dead people appearing in um, the cognitive realm. We don't see, observe that happening in any of the instances where we're in the cognitive realm in Stormlight. So I have a theory about this. Mm-hmm. My theory is it's because Kelsier is a cognitive shadow himself that mm. he can see other cognitive shadows. Whereas if like someone like Chris probably wouldn't be able to see cognitive shadows that have just arrived um, after mm. dying. Something about the way Kelsier connected to the well made him more substantial. Yeah. He was seeing them even before he was connected to the well. He was seeing other yeah. dying. But he was already a cognitive shadow himself. Well, I yes. think the well Whereas is Chris why is Chris can see. Um, yeah, Kelsier. I think that's why. That's why she can see him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's my theory. Brandon has like remarked on this, like, oh, it was like the people are in different situations. Mm-hmm. So it's like him being dead makes sense, but like Lara's like showing up to everybody who dies, and like, and then like. We know Harmony takes up that mantle. It's like he considers it his most sacred duty. And it's like it's like seeing that little through line is just mm. like I like this. Writing that part of the Shadesmart article was uh fun to think of wording that wasn't like too speculative. Um mm-hmm. as to like why this is like this. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> It got me thinking about it quite a lot. Yeah, because it, it's weird because, like, the cognitive realm is is kind of part of the afterlife for the Cosmere. It's, it's the near afterlife, but you can also transition. go there physically. Yeah. Like, it's a transition zone. Mm-hmm. There's a book series that I was reading that was, it, it's kind of like a fairy tale in a way, but it was split 
into like the beginning, the middle, the near end, and then the true end. And it just makes me think that the cognitive mm -hmm. realm is the near end and the beyond is the true end, which is not at all how the book was uh, set up to use those terms, but oh well. We understand what you're going for. Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you for watching. You can find us at 17thshard.com for all the news, discussion, theories, and fun you could ever want. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can subscribe on YouTube. And you can also support us on Patreon. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.